Hello and welcome to the third episode of our new podcast series on the evolution from dark data to insight, data management in a circular economy. In this series, we will discuss different challenges you can face during the evolution of your data. And in each episode, we are joined by one of our experts to provide you with best practices, tips and tricks. If you would like to know more about the steps you need to take to transform your data, don't forget to download our ebook at iremountain.nl slash circular-economy-ebook. So my name is Jennifer Amsterdam and joining me today to discuss how to move from organizational silos to integrated systems at the right time is digital solutions expert Rob Meulenberg, who has been with Iron Mountain for several years as a senior business development manager, but also a data protection officer. So welcome, uh, Rob. Good to, uh, good to have you here again. Hi, Jen. So in this episode, we are going to discuss the move from organizational data silos to integrated systems. Um, to start with, what do we actually mean when we talk about those organizational data silos? Yes, again, the, a new episode, a new week. So uh, again, the good questions. Uh, organizational data silos exist mostly of data collections without a general overview, security or access control. These data silos can be found at any location within an organization. Uh, from historical reasons, the biggest one are always the so-called network drives, uh, the called G or K drives. In the past, these drives were created for departments to store departmental data in order to co collaborate within the members of that speci specific department. These Drivers, these K-drives, are generally still there and becoming less accessible by the day. And why? That's, that's a big problem. Someone created a folder on this drive of Department A, granted access to his colleagues. And when this administrational guy or girl switches to another department, the local admin left also. So new colleagues didn't have a reach out to these, uh, to these folders. So data collections aren't reachable anymore for these new members. And they again created new folders in those drives and to repeat previous steps. So even within a departmental K drive or G drive, silos are created daily. That's, that's a daily problem. Next to these more or less managed silos, new te techniques generate more and more silo data. And think in particular of email. Uh, generic email boxes and personal email boxes are un unlimited. There are millions of attachments still present in without a central repository. It's on your personal email repository, so no one else has access to it. Due to, to this enormous ca capacity within the, these systems, there is no urge for a person to store this data properly in a central system. Email boxes of, of really hundreds of gigabytes of space are daily practice. So people will use it because it, it's easy accessible. You don't have to think about it further. So silos really can exist anywhere from network drives to emails or on applications on laptops, phones, CRM and document management systems. Biggest challenge for information manager is to get an overview of these silos and the access management. 
who has access to this particular silo. Single sign-on and Active Directory are absolutely helping and safeguarding data, especially when people are leaving the company. And when you are uh, written out of the Active Directory, you can't access it anymore from, from any other machine. When you don't have it, perhaps you still have access when you're not employed anymore to data you, you may not see again. So access, way of storage, location of storage, it's often not well organized due to grow. And the grow can be can be there by takeover or uh, and uh, and especially also a lack of correct governance and company policies. Especially when you take over companies, those policies are not the first thing people think of. But next to these personal access in the current working environment the legacy signs often need to be used in combination for deeper analysis in order to gain more insight to really grow your business, but that's often not possible. So those organizational data silos, it's, it is becoming a real problem in, in the day-to-day -day business. Yeah, yeah, and that last part is really a key, isn't it? The businesses need to take able or need to be able to perform data discovery to gain those new insights. So some of the keywords I heard there were um, access, security, location, organization of data, um, a lot to think about. Yeah. Why do you feel this move is uh, necessary? As, as mentioned, uh, information isn't uh, shareable information isn't visible, it isn't accessible to co collaborate. This isn't accessible throughout the organization. It's still hard or even impossible to incorporate local and personal stored email attachments into in-depth business analysis. So when you don't have your data sources right, you can't do the correct analysis to, 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 to gain information you really need to do business. And then when the data is unsiloed, the next item is data quality and available metadata. When you have an attachment in email, it isn't metadata. So what is it? So it's, it's really that big lump of data which, which is sitting everywhere and we don't know what it is. So after the silos are identified, these repositories regularly needs cleanup before the data can used elsewhere because it's, it hasn't been uh, metadata correctly. This cleanup is, is absolutely necessary for quality and risk reasons. Uh, possible, possible risks can be unallowed personal information content which is residing in those, uh, in those data store, sensitive uh, liability documents and non-disclosure data. A data cleaning should identify these elements so that appropriate actions can be taken before this data is made available on integrated system. Please watch out for garbage in, garbage out principle. Make, make sure everything you put in uh, an integrated system is clean and identified and cleaned up data. Also, when the data is unsiloed, the appropriate governance need to be applied or uh, ideally before the data is accessible for a company-wide integrated solution. These integrated solutions can support and must support knowledge sharing, business growth, customer experience, everything you can think of, but all within the correct risk governance.
Yeah, yeah. You started touching upon a couple of uh, advantages there, and I'm sure there are many more. Can you summarize the direct advantages of integrated systems for our listeners today? Yeah, yes. As as you mentioned, indeed, these advantages are multiple, and for every company can think of their own advantages. But but some generic of them are uh, you can build a, a more efficient operation as everyone is using the same clean source data. You can build a better customer experience because your customer file is always up to date. There is no data hidden in some email boxes or, or something. Your knowledge management and IP creation is controlled. That, that's important. Data is controlled in access, accuracy, and quality. So that means you know what you have and who has access to it. That also means that your data storage and your costs along with your data storage are in control because only data you need is stored and especially for the board and the people who are in the board and their responsible responsibilities especially towards legislation is data risks are mitigated you know what you have data breaches are less likely to happen in a controlled environment and therefore your liability is better identified and managed and uh, and as the last one uh, possible dark data is is handled correctly everyone has dark data but when you have it handle it correctly and it's it it becomes uh, undarkened so to say the information office is mostly the pivot point to the to this safeguarded new data within again uh, these correct policies and governance. Yeah, yeah, and you summarized some um, some important points for the for the board. It's always key to have your leadership teams and the board on your side, especially with these company wide initiatives. So make sure you've scribbled down those uh, benefits for yourself. Um, Rob, are there any long term effects that uh, companies shouldn't overlook? Yes, absolutely. These these long term effects are almost the same as the board advantages. So the board must look ahead a few years. So there you have your long term effects. When an organization has control over their own silos and cleaned up data, the risk of liability and data breaches will be decreased. This directly supports the company brand in a positive way, and that's that, that's very important. So, for example, when controlling government bodies which do your regular uh, data controls acknowledge that your data management isn't control they won't be stepping in every half year to check upon so your brand is growing internally but also externally another one is when a data breach happens it can happen to every one of us but you know what exactly what data is breached so you can quickly take appropriate measures and that's that's very effective and that will be recognized in the market uh, when you say yes we know uh, we don't know what data has has been compromised in a breach that's a very nasty message you won't want to give when you say yes it ha it has happened we have taken the appropriate measures right now when we know which people are involved you you, you are much stronger in this in this arena and next to these soft long-term effects there is always a direct cost saving involved less data storage is less cost and is less environmental impact and 
especially this environmental impact can support your your go green initiatives which is required in more and more cust customer tenders and it will bring you benefits immediately yeah yeah good points um so you talk to our customers on a daily base right what are some of the problems that you notice our clients are uh, running into any tips or tricks there yeah absolutely the, the the biggest challenge i hear day to day is where to start or how to start because it's 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 obvious you you don't know where your data is residing right now often uh, mostly for, for our EU uh, companies and customers, uh, the mandatory GDPR Article 30 overview can be a starting point. Uh, this assessment should, should have been done a few years ago, but in this assessment also should point out where data is used, for what, how, and possible where it, it, it is stored. So that's, that's a first step. Another one is to go uh, to pay a visit at your IT director and say, what, what kind of silos do you recognize? And he will point out the biggest one. The hardest one are the very small uh, data silos there are, and they only can be found by, uh, by heading in by the finance department. Finance could definitely help in tracking down rather small monthly invoices related to software, online applications, cloud subscriptions, etc. all those small things, which are sent to directly sent to business stakeholders to sign up instead of IT. These invoices are normally not visible for IT, but in most cases there is somewhere, somehow data storage involved. These business stakeholders tend to approve a monthly invoice of 100 euros easy, as they do it already for so many years without asking what is, is this for, what data is stored here attached to that small invoice. After all the data storage is identified, the next processing step should be data cleaning. This cleaning requires an appropriate data governance. So your data governance policies should be present and checked when these policies, retention schemes and trigger events aren't validated anymore, then the first focus should be also to rebuild the governance. So look at, to, to, come, to come to two big points, look at the invoices you have for your small data uh, repositories in combination with check upon your data governance policies. Yeah, so you talked about um, where to start, you talked about how to start. I think the next logical question is when to start. Any tips on the on the best time frame? Yeah, my point of view, any given moment, the sooner the better. In reality, uh, start with the evaluation of your current uh, policies, with the knowledge of perhaps new mutations in, in legislation. When you know there will be new requirements in your line of business as X moment, then adapt the policies and start the project, project as from that moment, because then you are very actual. Besides the policy validation, the overview cre creation of, of those current data storage landscapes when not available can be a tough one. It, it can take a long time to, to get all the various departments as IT, data privacy, uh, production and finance, 
involved in this in in this project and and in tracking down those data storage points. So, from my experience, it's absolutely necessary. This this kind of project should be implemented with a direct responsibility to the board and the board only. The project leader or the project manager needs the support from the board to get the mandate to really get things done by the various departments. And as all projects, define a project goal and a reasonable timeline as these projects tend not to be finished overnight. It takes, it takes a while, but you have to make a start for it. And with that, we've come to the to the end of this episode. So thank you, Rob, for um, for joining. If you would like to know more about this topic, you can download um, download our ebook at ironmountain.nl/circular-economy-ebook, or you can reach out to us um, via the website. So thank you very much for listening, and check out the other podcasts in this series on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and our website ironmountain.nl. So thank you again. See you next time. Bye-bye.